Tyler win an MVP this year? I hope so. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are up to something. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Run up pads on, so we're not going to talk about a whole lot of nothing. Tuesday is sparring day, Wednesday is day that we install everything that we're going to do in the game, and Thursday we just turn it up a notch, you know? Week nine in the NFL, back judge boys, getting after it. Uh, how about all of us at five and three in the dynasty league? Yeah, baby. Contenders. I don't know. We're on the mix. I'm kind of used to this lifestyle, so you guys, you guys can get that good sniff of it. If it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're uh, we're we're previewing week nine. A uh, couple uh, couple teams on on a bye this week. A couple uh, COVID situations going on, especially with this game tomorrow night with the 49ers and the the Packers. Um, who? So Kendrick Bourne is out, correct? Yep. Um, and I, and I, and I believe the Packers are rolling with Tyler Irving and and, yeah. and Dexter Williams. All the all the running backs are out because of a, at least the uh, the the nearby exposure kicks them out for five days at least, no matter what they test. So, uh, Tommy, it's not on Foxbet right now. You said it was minus six in the uh, in the underground world. Yep, on the underground world where we've seen a shift to six points, which I guess it's a half a point. It was at five and a half or maybe five earlier. So still under seven. Um, Packers last week, big, I mean, kind of a surprising loss uh, at home, even though there's you know no stands, uh, no fans in the stands, obviously, but at home to the, the Vikings. And 49ers also got beat down pretty much by the the Seahawks. They were competitive a little bit late, but uh, ultimately it was never really that close. So this was an interesting game with both of these teams coming off of, of losses. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, uh, looks like he might be you know done for the year. He's going to IR with more ankle issues. Nick Mullins, who came into the game against the Seahawks and, you know, was playing decently well. I mean, but we kind of had this experience earlier on in the season where he came in and started a game against, um, was it the Eagles when he started? Yeah. And just kind of... The, the, uh, kinda the Jets a, or Giants. Yeah, I don't yeah know, he, he came in and, and played extremely poorly So uh, when he was in a starting role. So uh, I'm going to lean with the Packers here just because of Aaron Rodgers and... I like them coming off a loss. I mean, last time they came off a loss, they went to Houston and beat down on the Texans. Um, so I'll, I'll stick with the Packers here. Sorry, John Dolan is calling me mid-podcast. He says he needs to call me. So um, I can't take that right now. But that, that was why my phone just rang. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Cup. I'm with the Packers. I wouldn't be in a huge uh, – Dolan's calling me again. He's not really getting the memo here, I guess. <laughs> uh <laughs> You want yeah, to answer it? I, mean, I just told him I can't talk, so let's see. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna tell him he's on the okay. on the podcast. All right. Hold yeah. On. All right. What's up, man? Sorry. Yo, what's going on, brother? Not Dude, much. I was just wondering. I thought the extra IR spot was so we could put like COVID players on IR. Like, no, I, I have to drop two players now. When like Dawson Knox should be able to go on the IR, he has to miss like however many games. Yeah, no, uh, the sleeper app doesn't let you put COVID players on IR. 
Um, like there's, it, it literally doesn't even give you the option. No, it doesn't even give you the option because uh, it, it's not like an IR designation. Oh, that's weird. Even if it, they're on like the, what if they're like even on the COVID uh, like reserve list? Well, the COVID reserve list they can be activated in under three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. IR oh, is, okay. is designated for players who are going to be out I for like you. three weeks. But dude, I was putting people on my IR who were like just designated it as out same like, i know I, I i that's why i don't understand it i mean there's yeah, a guy like there's a guy who i just dropped Ryquel armstead who's literally out for yeah, the whole season and yeah. i couldn't i couldn't put him on the ir no, so yeah I, I got to have an extra player because i put brashad perriman on ir because he was out and i had to take him off and i'm trying to make a waiver claim tonight so like now i'm just gonna have to drop two players yeah because i can't put Knox on. No, it's it's a little uh, bit ridiculous, but I guess yeah. it's just kind of the sleeper policy. I mean, whatever. And, yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll last for this year. Yeah, so. yeah, I hope uh, so, man. Uh, uh, let's hope I can take care of Bentley. It's looking good right now. Damn right, brother. You you're right back in the you mix with the, you're you're right back in the mix with the win, man. Dude, I might have to. Uh, I might have to hire Jeff Fisher. You might. You might have to. He's gonna get. Uh, he's we, gonna get you right back in that fight. I think <laughs> I can do, we, we, we might be able. Do a little DJP playoff extension, get a six and seven team. Yeah. There. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, know, anyways, man. Uh, thanks for helping me out. Yeah, absolutely. Any, anytime, brother. It. It's great talking to you, man. Uh, let's hop on the stick at some point. Yeah, for sure, brother. All right, great talking to you talking. as well. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Peace out, man. Peace. Dolan. Just a little, a little two-minute <laughs> chop up with the uh, one half of the B- BJP commissioner crew there. You'll, you'll have to remember to, to cut out that uh, the expletive. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll cut out the expletives. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I was just going to say I wouldn't be in a rush to bet this game just because um, although I think the 49ers are pretty much uh, definitely hampered by injury when it comes to Garoppolo and Kittle and then you get Kendrick Bourne out with COVID, Debo Samuels out right now. They've got a few players on defense that are still out. Um, I still think that they're a frisky team, very well coached. And, you know, we've seen the San Francisco team play really well as an underdog a couple times this year. So I wouldn't necessarily be in a rush to bet the Packers. But at the same time, this is a Packers team that got embarrassed two times last year by this by a healthy 49ers team. They're coming off a loss. Um, you know, I don't think the weather is going to be a major issue. And I like Aaron Rodgers on a short week over Nick Mullins, obviously. So... I think it might be closer than people think, but I'm I'm definitely going to pick the Packers straight up. Yeah, Lee, I'm kind of in your boat as well. Um, I, I'm not going to bet against Shanahan, even with with uh, Samuel Kittle, and I guess Mostert's still out rolling with Hasty and, and McKinnon. I still think they should be able to move the ball with with some relative ease on offense. But we saw Clef, you brought it up against Philly, Mullins. Um, you know, he seems to be hit or miss. He came in in a in a game state last week against Seattle where they're behind, and he gets to kind of open the offense up. And the Seattle defense really isn't very good at all, and I think that's a little bit better of a unit in Green Bay. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much with you guys. I, I would hesitate to take the, the Packers on the spread just because I think this game could be a little bit closer than, uh, you know, expected, but definitely we'll be picking the, the Packers in our, in our little pick'em, our little BJP group pick'em we got going. So I think the Packers are the side here. Uh, Tommy, I'll throw it right back to you. The New York Giants traveling to Washington. Uh, obviously, the, the Murray brothers have the big $100 straight-up bet which team uh, has more wins at the end of the season. 
Giants took the first one, but Washington currently uh, has one more win than the Giants. They have two. The Giants have one. So where's your head at with this with this rematch? Um, you know the 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 football team was two and a half or three point underdogs the first time around, and I said. Uh, you know, if if the Giants were underdogs, I'd take them here, and and you know, I'm not going to be touching this game. But I think I, there's no way that I would take the 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 football team minus three. I think you're gonna have to take the underdog in this in this game. Um, you know, I believe the football team is is a better is a better team. They probably should have won that first game. That defensive touchdown, you know, was the uh, was the difference between it all with the, with the Giants, and um, and I still think that. You know, there's a, a big matchup issue with that Washington defensive line and the Giants offensive line, which has looked pretty porous and struggled against, you know, a team like Tampa Bay who can kind of do do a similar thing in terms of in terms of pressure. Um, but ultimately, I'm not going to be touching this game. And if I did, it would be it would be a Giants or nothing spot just because I think these teams are are pretty close. And while I do think that Washington has the better team overall, uh, you know the the Giants play hard for Joe Judge, and their offense is is still a little bit live, and their defense I think is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's at least um, competitive, so uh, I won't be touching this. But if I were to, I would definitely be taking the Giants with the points. Redskins to win. I mean, football team to win though. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Giants here. This is. Uh, I mean, if we're living in the realm of teams that should have won games, the Giants are I would say probably pretty high on that list. They've been fairly competitive in, you know, a lot of their games. Um, talk about the Tampa Bay game. Their offensive line has obviously looked bad all year, but I thought that was their most complete game their offensive line had all year. I was expecting them to be a lot worse um, against Tampa Bay's D-line, and they actually limited the pressure that was coming to Daniel Jones. A lot of the uh, times Daniel Jones was under pressure, it was because he was rolling out of a clean pocket, which is a tendency that he has – um, just being, I think, probably him just being a really good athlete for most of his career and being able to do that um, in high school and at Duke. But you can't really do that in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be excited about, honestly, for Giants Nation. Like, I think that Joe Judge is a really good coach. I think this team plays really hard. I think that they are honestly uh, not out of any game after the performance they put up against Tampa after the way they played Philly, the way they played the Rams. Um, it's There's not much to disagree with with Tommy. Like, I'm not super confident they're going to win this game. They're arguably one of the worst teams in the league. But I don't think much better of Washington. I'll be interested to see if their offensive line can rally and hold um, a, a really talented, you know, football team defensive line. But ultimately, Daniel Jones, if he's proven anything so far in his career, it's that he does really well against this Washington football team. Um, he's 3-0 and against them. And uh, this is a spot in the season where the Giants, I think, desperately need this win if they want to stay somewhat relevant in that porous division. And Washington obviously really needs the win as well if they want to stay more than relevant in that division. So should be, uh, you know, a classic divisional bloodbath between two bad teams. But the only positive caveat is that both of these teams – still have a, a small chance of making the playoffs and maybe a medium chance of making the playoffs if they win this game just because of the state of the division. Um, and, you know, i got to go with the heart pick. i got to go with my Giants in this one. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the division. We'll get to the Cowboys game later. But, 
Eagles on a bye week feel like it's a good good moment in the bye week for them, but definitely uh, an opportunity, especially kind of for Washington, if they can win this one to make up some ground there potentially. Um, I'll stick with the mm, – I'll go football team. Ride my boy Antonio Gibson. Uh, they got to feed him. But, I mean, I, I don't have a great um, feel for this one either. It, it was super close in, in, in the first game of the season. Obviously, the two-point conversion, too, at the end, the – Washington went for and didn't get. Uh, I expect you know Riverboat Ron to be just as aggressive, maybe if the same situation comes up. Um, and I, don't know, I just think these teams. Uh, I, I just wouldn't be shocked if they just split their season um, head to head. So uh, let's go Panthers visiting the Chiefs. Last week the Chiefs covered their massive uh, spread against the Jets. Whether you picked them initially in the twenties. Or got them lower at, at 19. They still covered for you. And they have another double-digit spread again this week. Panthers, a little bit of a long layoff. But they're coming off a loss against uh, the Falcons. In which they uh, they didn't... They kind of just was a little bit of a disappointing showing for them. Especially on offense. But you lost Calvin Ridley. Uh, does, do you guys... I think he's out again, correct? Or I don't know off the top of my head. I, I'm thinking of the Falcons. Sorry, my bad. But... um. I don't know. It was it was a little bit of a dis- disappointing performance, I thought, for the Panthers uh, against the Falcons. They couldn't really make a comeback there at the end of the game. Um, I just think the Chiefs are a great team, and I would take them minus ten and a half. Um, Chiefs Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I kind of like the Panthers with the points in this game. Honestly, um, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, and they probably could beat any team by ten. Uh, if they put their mind to it. But I think this could be a little bit of a lull spot in their season. And I think they're going to end up winning the game. But the Panthers, if they get McCaffrey back, better yet. If not, I still think this is a gritty team that is well coached. And they like to they play close games. They're, they're you know, I think they're kind of the Matt Rule philosophy is like almost DeWald-esque. Where it's like up a score, down a score, or tied in the fourth quarter. That's what they want. They want a close game in the fourth quarter where they can, you know, uh, ultimately, they, they know that's where the game is won or lost. So I don't think this is a team that's going to be getting blown out by anybody in the league. And, you know, it's tough to be – those could be famous last words against a team like the Chiefs. But I like the Panthers to kind of hang around. They're really – the Panthers at this point, I was looking at their schedule on Thursday night and I was thinking who to pick, you know, uh, last week and they were playing the uh, – when they were playing the uh, Falcons. And I ended up picking the Falcons. And I thought to myself, man, if they lose this game to the Falcons – they could end up turning this, you know, three-game losing streak into an even further losing streak, considering the fact that they play the Chiefs and the Buccaneers in their next two games. And here we are; they lost that game. And I just think that the the Panthers know the position they're in. Um, they know, you know, that they they could still get into that seventh wild card spot, but they have to kind of right the ship now. So I think they're going to play Kansas City closer than ten, but. Chiefs ultimately win. Yeah, Lee, I'm pretty much lockstep with you there. Um, I think this line opened around 13 and has moved down to 10.5. So there's definitely been some sharp money on Carolina's side, and it's it's easy to see why. I, I, I'm with Lee here. I definitely think the Chiefs are going to win, but 10.5, um, you know, I think that the fact that you're getting them to, you know, that they're above the 10 number, I think is important. The fact that this offense uh, is relatively live. I think is is pretty important too. Um, also, the over fifty two and a half kind of interests me. I I just think that 
you know, maybe the, the Chiefs try and run the ball and put this game away if they get, you know, a 14-point lead or something like that. But I very well could see, you know, the Chiefs being up by, you know, 21 or 17 or 14 or whatever you want it to be, you know, in the second half. And the Panthers kind of just scoring and, and getting points on the board just because I think their offense has, has that type of dynamic ability. And uh, I believe the, the young CMC is returning in this game. So um, it'll be interesting because I know a lot of people have – you know, have made arguments about the Panthers and the Giants losing, you know, losing a star running back. Does that actually make your offense better because you don't feel the pressure to give them the ball as much and you can kind of open it up? And I think we've seen that a lot with Carolina, with Mike Davis being a really nice, you know, replacement for McCaffrey and what they've been able to do on their offense, you know, seemingly taking those those next steps. So uh, I think it's going to be really interesting and this is going to be a fun game to watch an offensive battle. But uh, like both of you guys, I'm definitely going to be taking the Chiefs. I don't know who's making that argument for the Giants, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know it's <laughs> maybe it's the, Carolina. It's the analytics, the analytics the nerds are uh, are all about that argument. Um, I just think that's a stretch, but uh, I didn't even realize there's a ton of I've been I've been uh, going through the the Pick'em group. There's a lot of games that are off the board on this on this Fox bet. I did not realize how many. There's a ton. They're not off-off. Um, they're just like X'd out, right? Or are they just completely missing from the... They don't have them on there. There's like Atlanta, it's on Denver. It's for me. Tennessee. Yeah, I, was I don't have of, I was confused because this order was weird. I don't know what... It... I'm in the wrong spot. You, yeah. All right. Yeah, I was in the wrong area. Back. All right. Back. I'm back now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was really off the rails, wasn't I? You got you got to check me I, in those situations. I didn't want to. I thought you were just kind of riding with it, and I was like, "Hey, screw it! I'll just like scroll up and down the games." I felt that felt that the flow was off a little yeah. bit. I wasn't sure um, what was going on. So are we doing Seattle, um, Baltimore, Houston now? Is that because I was with like you, Clap? I was in the I was uh, in the wrong spot. All right. Well, let's just go back up to the top here. Broncos, Falcons. Let's let's bring, let's, let's bring it, it back. Full it circle, back. as Dom Kennedy would say. Um, the Denver Broncos visiting the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Falcons getting, I think a big, maybe morale win, uh, against the Panthers as we just talked about uh, with that game, especially coming off that devastating loss with the lions and that whole situation. Uh, Lee, I, I may, I feel like I want to toss this one to you. I mean, I watched the end of the, the chargers Broncos game. Where are you at with the, the drew lock experience? Uh, I'm assuming I know the answer to this question, but does the the last second comeback win? Does he win you any uh, brownie points? Oh, for sure. Because he definitely of that. wins brownie points in the way where I was ready to write him off completely after that game. Mm-hmm. I was I was at around yeah. mid third quarter of that game. I was feeling pretty justified. I was feeling like you know, oh man, I, I had this guy pinned. Um, I, I'm not in love with Drew Locke. I don't necessarily think he's a franchise quarterback. I'm really impressed by the comeback. I think that was a great team win for Denver. I think they had no business being down the way they were in the first place. But to see them rally back was uh, definitely heartening. And I think some of that just has to do with the, the, the mojo and with the Chargers and just kind of what they've been doing this year in terms of letting down uh, big, big leads. But, hey, I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. Uh, he delivered when he needed to deliver. He was aided by a huge Philip Lindsay run as well. But he made a couple good throws, um, especially in the fourth quarter. 
But at the same time, I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not in love with Drew Locke. I think that the Denver Broncos will be looking for a replacement after the season. I still think that that is alive and well um, if they're picking in the top 15, which I think they will be. Um, but in terms of this game, man, I, I think that it's interesting. I think that this line is a little bit big for Atlanta. I, I don't see why they should be a four-point favorite over a Denver team who I think has a really good defense, pretty good defense. You know, it's not like some elite group, but they've got a solid defense. And their offense is, you know, it kind of goes as Locke goes, but Philip Lindsay's talented. They got Melvin Gordon to boot. Obviously, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Hamler. They got, they got a, some, some solid young pass catchers. Um, I don't think it's anything to write home about, but even last week, that, that would have been one of my best bets was the Broncos plus three. I was all over that. I mean, just playing a Chargers team where it's like, I don't think this Chargers team has any business being a three-point favorite. A lot of that was because of the fact that they were in Denver. This one, obviously, back in the Dome in Atlanta, so Denver doesn't have the altitude to their advantage. Um, but still, just the number seems a little bit big, but honestly, when it comes down to it and pick them, I'm taking the Falcons. I think you're totally right, Clef. I think it was a huge momentum win for them, and I think this is not like a young Falcons team that is going to win win like games down the stretch after being disappointing, and it's just like, okay, they're showing you uh, potential for the future. I think it's more so like they understand they kind of need to like win out if they want to have any chance of being in the playoffs, and, and part of that is beating teams that you should beat at home, especially something they probably couldn't do earlier in the season. And this is a spot where I think Atlanta is going to take care of business. So I think if I had to pick the line, I'd take Denver plus four because I think it'll be a close game. But I think when it comes down to it, Atlanta is going to make more plays, and I like the Falcons to win. Yeah, um, I'm with you, Lee, um, and I'm with you, Clep. I'm, I think the Falcons are the side here. Uh, don't really have a feeling either way about the spread. Um, I think the over is definitely more intriguing than the under, and I think if Lee's right and this is a close game that you know sees Denver cover and the, and but ultimately losing, I think that over probably probably goes over. Um, Atlanta's the Atlanta's offense is is live. Um, their defense isn't very good, but it seems to be a little bit better than it was at the start of the season. Um, and then you know, but on the other side of the ball, I think that the Broncos are able to run the ball reasonably effective against a Atlanta run defense that isn't very good and a Atlanta secondary that, you know, is is young and improving probably, but is still I think one of the one of the more easier units to pass on in, in the league. And I think Denver has has some weapons. It just comes down to how precise Locke is going to be and how efficient their offense is going to be under Locke. So um I see Lee, I see your logic going with the Broncos with the points. Um but I probably would take Atlanta just because I think they're they have a little bit higher of a floor. And uh, I think they're just playing a little bit better right now. But not really a strong feeling either way, just kind of a lean towards Atlanta. I think this this next game, this is Seahawks at Bills, I think is one of the most interesting, if not uh, just for me, the most interesting game of the week. Um, Personally, I feel like I know who the Seahawks are in a way. Uh, obviously, this week they're getting Jamal Adams back. They're adding Carlos Dunlap to the lineup. But in that sense, I think that ultimately down the stretch, this is just going to be a team with an elite offense and a you know below average defense at best. Uh, and you know in the NFL, when you have an elite offense, that'll keep you in most games. And then the Bills are just the last few weeks have been so interesting since um, Josh Allen's extremely hot start. 
The offense just hasn't been, um, you know, producing like it was early on in the season. And, but then the defense has been stepping up a little bit more. So I think, I, I feel like I'm going to learn a lot about the Bills in this game to see, you know, how good can this defense be uh, against a offense like Seattle? And, you know, can Josh Allen, when he needs to, you know, be consistent, a little bit more consistent than he has been um, in the past couple of weeks? I mean, the ground game was going, um, you know, extremely well against the uh, Panthers. I mean, both Devin Singletary and Zach Moss were over five yards per carry. Um, obviously, the, the Patriots defense is not what it has been in recent years. But uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks just because I trust Russell Wilson a heck of a lot more than I trust Josh Allen. But uh, I'm definitely going to have my eye on this one. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the Seahawks here. I did put them in a parlay earlier this week when they were at two and a half. I thought that was a good number on them. Um, yeah, the Bills have been, you know, very disappointing to watch since Josh Allen has, you know, cooled off. Um, and I think the Seahawks, you know, you can make an argument. The Seahawks are a top five team in the NFL, top three maybe even. Um, just based on what they're doing offensively and how unstoppable they seemingly are. Um, this number seems low to me that the Seahawks are a three, but I guess it makes sense considering what Buffalo's done all year and they're at home. Um, I don't know if I love it enough for it to be in my best bets, uh, which, I, which I'm not putting it in, but, but I'm taking the Seahawks uh, straight up and minus three. Yeah, this game, Klepp, I have similar feelings with you. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be one of the better games of the week. Um, I'm definitely on the Seahawks. I, I'm going to take the Seahawks to win, but the Seahawks are a team that when you're playing um, a lively offense like you're going to see in Buffalo with that defense, um, and I think both of these defenses, I think this is, you know, this is an overlook probably. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Um, I think both of these defense, Seattle's especially, has been, you know, really bad this year, and, and Buffalo is just not the same unit that they were last year. Um, you know, don't really have a pass rush, are not going to be able to really get pressure on Russell, Russell Wilson. Um, and, you know, Seattle's passing attack, even if they are going up against, uh, you know, a good a good secondary, I think they're just kind of live. They're just one of those offenses. Jamal Adams is back oh, is too, he? right? Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the more reason that, yep, the newly, Him the and newly Carlos, Clark, Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap. Yep. So I'm definitely going to be picking Seattle just because, like you said, Clep, I think Russell Wilson's just a more proven commodity than Josh Allen. But that being said, uh, I am a little scared about the spread just because I think the Bills are are due for a bounce-back game, and I think Seattle's defense can be the, the team that you know gives them that bounce-back. Um, so, yeah, I'm expecting this to be kind of a, an offensive shootout, but ultimately the Seahawks coming out on top. The Ravens and Colts, this is another really good game, I think, for this week, AFC matchup. Colts' defense was really impressive to me uh, last week against the Lions, uh, and they've been pretty, you know, a pretty solid unit all year long. Ravens, uh, a, a close loss to the Steelers at home last week. So this game is, is interesting to me. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'm going to go with Baltimore, minus two-and-a-half, just because I still... Despite Philip Rivers playing well against the Lions, I'm still not completely sold on the on the Colts offense, especially I mean their running game really struggled against Detroit, who, you know, in fairness to the Indianapolis has been playing better against the run since the bye week, but still are not a very good uh, defense as a, or as a whole. So, 
Uh, I'm going to stick with the Ravens, but the pressure is kind of on Lamar in this offense to show that they're above average, I think. Yep, here's best bets number one, baby. Baltimore Ravens minus two and a half going into Indianapolis. Um, I think the Colts, I like the Colts probably the most out of anyone on this podcast, or at least I have before the year and during the year. Um, And I think the Colts are a good football team. I think that they're a team that will take care of teams like Detroit. And I was surprised they lost to Cleveland. I think that's a game that Indianapolis wins. I think they'll probably beat Tennessee once this year. They'll beat the teams like Houston on their schedule. But when you get a, a Steelers or a Ravens or a Chiefs or a Seahawks um, or one of those top-tier teams playing against the Colts, I do not like the Colts' chances, especially if they have a solid pass rush because Phillip Rivers is, you know, has no uh, athleticism or mobility left in, in, in that body of his. And I think this is an incredible bounce-back spot for Baltimore. You're going, you're playing in a dome in Indianapolis. It's not like there's going to be weather issues like there kind of were last week at home in Baltimore. Um, I think the Colts' defense is solid. I don't think it's as good as the Steelers' defense. I think this is a get-right spot for Lamar. Um, I think Lamar is not going to have one turnover. I think he's going to be able to run the ball a little bit more effectively against the Colts' defense. And I think that the Ravens' defense is going to kind of stymie Phillip Rivers and pressure him and force a couple turnovers. And the Colts are going to kind of revert back to their norm um, as the Ravens kind of reassert themselves as one of these top-tier teams. That's kind of where I see it at. I think the Ravens win by a touchdown or more. Yeah, Lee and I have been talking about this throughout the week. Um, I'm pretty much with him. Uh, shout out that, that Ravens-Steelers game last week. That was one of the better games of the year. Um, just, you know, two Titans two Titans of the league going at it. Uh, and I think, you know, this, this is a perfect spot, I think, to back the Ravens. You have the Colts coming off a blowout loss at Detroit, and this might be a little bit of like a market overreaction, I think, if they beat uh, the Detroit a little bit. If it's, that's a little bit closer of a game, or even Detroit, you know, wins for some reason, you're going to see Baltimore open up, you know, north of 5.5 to anywhere to like 6.5, but... Um, them, the combination of them losing to Pittsburgh and Indy's, you know, really offensive explosion last week against Detroit. I think it matches up for us to have a really nice opportunity to back the Ravens here. Uh, and you know, this smells like a, a multi turnover game for Phillip Rivers from the Baltimore defense. I know Marlon Humphrey looks like Marlon Humphrey will be out with, uh, with COVID who's arguably their best player on defense and one of the better corners in, in the NFL, but I do believe that I know there's a there's a cluster of, of defensive starters who are out for the week but are still probably going to play. They're on track to play on Sunday. They just are dealing with the you know contract tracing and all of that jazz. So I'm going to hold off maybe a little bit um, potentially to make this wager, but I'm I'm getting ready to put a, a multi multi unit wager on on the Baltimore money line and just try and try and bring me bring my season back to life. Either it's going to kill me or it's going to bring me back to life, and that's just how that's how I feel. Yeah, then you'll be uh, you'll be sitting on that uh, Rams ticket to get you back in uh, in the money. Um, from the Colts to two teams in the gutter of the AFC South, Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans did not end up moving Will Fuller, so still you know some starters on offense for for Deshaun Watson to work with. Jake Luton, I think, will be starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oregon State alumni uh, going in there for the Jags. Uh, I like the Texans in this spot, just pretty much based off of that. Yeah, I like the Texans. Um, hey, man, don't don't let the unknown factor of Jake Luton or Lutton uh, 
you know, steer you away too much. I think Gardner Minshew is overrated. And I think that people start, are starting to treat Gardner Minshew because he won, beat the Colts week one and because he's, like, feisty. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, Gardner Minshew, he's, he's pretty good, man. He's no joke, when in reality he is not that good. And a guy like Jake Lutton very well could just be better than Gardner Minshew, um, especially being someone who is a fan of LaVisca Chenault, and, and he's on my fantasy team. So when I do watch Jaguars games, I try to track where he is. It just helps me realize that Gardner Minshew doesn't read the field very well, and he's very improvisational, even though he's not that athletic. So a lot of the times when his first read isn't there, he doesn't go through his progression. He kind of just like moves or like shuffles around in the pocket or runs out and tries to like run for something something or just throw to the running back. I think if Lutton's a guy who can kind of go through his progressions and trust his arm strength more than Minshew does, um, this Jaguars offense could open up a bit because they do have between Chark Chenault, Keelan Cole, and then obviously they've got the solid young young running back too. They have pieces on offense to kind of develop a game plan around and like win NFL games with. So if Lutton can do that, they can be in this game. It's not like the Texans' defense is necessarily anything to write home about. That all being said, um, I'm on the Texans here. Off the bye, the Jags are too. I will grant them that. But off the bye, off the devastating loss to Tennessee, um, and then you know you you get you play Green Bay hard, but you get waxed. Your things are looking really down for you. And and I do want to say, man, Clep especially, just because of how much we've worshipped Deshaun Watson, like at what point is this a Watson problem? And I'm not saying that he's playing bad because Watson's a good player. Yeah. But, you know, you're going into this Jacksonville game week eight and you're one in five or one in six or whatever the Texans are. I mean, at what point is this a Watson issue? And at what point is this like how, how many fingers can you point – uh, at everything surrounding Watson, because obviously the situation has been less than ideal. I think it's been like a bottom five situation in the NFL. It's a bad defense. Your coach is getting fired. You trade away your best player, all that stuff. But at a certain point, I think, you know, there's a certain amount of weight on Deshaun Watson's shoulders that should they should be winning more football games. And that's something that, you know, I think maybe this year they, they, they lick their wounds. But down the road, I don't know if – I don't know what the future holds for Deshaun Watson with the Houston Texans. Um, and kind of, you know, uh, this season has just been an utter disappointment. So I'm going to pick the Texans here. I'm going to stay away from the spread, but um, this is a game the Texans need to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm with both of you guys completely. Um, yeah, and I mean, it is, uh, you know, pretty opportunistic that they're going up against a, a rookie quarterback who Lee's a lot more familiar with than me uh, in, in Lutton or Luton. Um, but we've seen, you know, we saw with Drew Locke for a period of like three games last year when he first came in, when there's not as much familiarity with some of these guys, they're able to kind of have their way to a certain extent. And Lee, you mentioned it, Houston's defense is one of the worst units in the league, I think, altogether. I think a lot of, I, uh, you know, I know, I know a lot of offenses have, have really had a lot of success going, especially in the passing attack. And, you know, they just don't really grade out really well in, in any of them. But I do think that I will be, uh, teasing Houston this week because down to they're at six and a half I think I'm going to tease them I'll, I'll find another team to pair it with uh down to that 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 point that point five minus point five money line uh bet uh because like you guys said I think this is a must-win game you're going up against a defense where I'm expecting a, a big performance from Deshaun Watson um have these teams played already yet does anyone know off uh they have and uh yeah, the have. Texans won is that their only win of the that's the only one of their Texans season. Won. Yeah, that's their only win. Yeah, so... Um, I want to say they won Yeah, I, I think you're six. right. I think it was a, like a pretty close game. Um, 
2014. Okay, it was 3014. Um, so yeah, I think I think you know they have their oh. number relatively, and you know I think what are the chances that that Ludden or whatever is you know a positive makes a positive impact on this game and is kind of the difference maker. I kind of see that being slim, although I will you know say that is a possibility for sure. But definitely like the Texans to win this game. Um, you know with some relative ease. Yeah, Lee, I think you know, just to quickly touch on the Deshaun Watson thing, obviously when you pay a guy Mahomes-type money uh, in the offseason on a contract extension, you expect him to do a little bit more for the team uh, than he has on offense. You expect him to kind of make up for some of the deficiencies around him. But I think at the end of the day, the Bill O'Brien situation was just such a disaster. He shipped off the number one receiver um, in the offseason season didn't really replace it with anything other than Brandon Cooks and like Randall Cobb. You started the season, I mean, they've played extremely tough teams. Uh, they've played the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, uh, the Titans, the Packers. So they're coming up here with games against the Jaguars, the Browns, the Patriots, the Lions, the Bears, and the Bengals, um, you know, with some other, you know, decent teams mixed in there. But I expect their record to be, um, you know, a little bit better towards the end of the year, something like you know five sure. and eleven or six and ten. And they, this uh, is a team that, off the top of my head, they're two plays away from being a three-win team. You know. Yep, and I, the other thing is too, though. I mean, going, we'll talk probably more about them when it gets into draft season, but they don't have a first and second round yeah. pick yet. So I don't, you know, this offense and defense. I mean, this whole roster um, isn't exactly going to get a lot better that soon so um let's move on to the lions and vikings matthew stafford right now in covid protocol there was an exposure on monday apparently he is testing negative right now so the expectation is that he does uh you know he he is going to be able to play in this one um it's an interesting game the vikings are coming off a win against the the packers um, and so, honestly, I'm going to side with the Vikings. I think the Lions are uh, – I mean, this is kind of a reversal off of what I was going off of last week, but um, they're just not very good. They're, they're a below-average NFL team. Uh, they're going to be missing Galladay. They're going to be missing Trey Flowers. Um, and I think the Vikings, with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson – and you know some not a great defense. They've they've struggled this year, but um, I just I think the Vikings might end up winning this one. I'm not going to bet it or touch it, but that's kind of my feeling. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't bet this game either. But I'm yeah I, I'm confident the Vikings are going to win. I think the Lions are are going through a tiny bit of a slide right now after that really kind of uh, I don't know humbling home loss to the Indianapolis Colts, and then you know. You look at this situationally, schedule-wise, with the Minnesota Vikings, and I obviously am not here trying to say that the Vikings are going to make the playoffs or anything crazy like that. This is a two-win team, though, that uh, they play the Lions, Bears, Cowboys, Panthers, Jaguars. Are their next? Uh, those are their next five games, and then they play the Buccaneers, and then it's Bears, Saints, Lions. I, it's not necessarily the most intimidating schedule in the world to finish off, and I think this is one where the Vikings kind of huge win in Lambeau last week to keep their season alive, and they can string together a few wins down the stretch here. 
Um, I've got confidence that they're going to start that runoff by beating the Lions this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, I think the Vikings are starting to round in their form. And, you know, I've been saying for the last couple weeks that all of these teams with Detroit, Chicago, and Minnesota are all a bit analogous. Um, And I think Minnesota is starting to kind of rise above just because of their offense. And I think, Klepp, you you hit the nail on the head. This defense just straight up is just not good. Um, They're they're pretty bad. Um, But that being said... Their offense can beat you multiple ways with the running. We saw last week against Green Bay, um, Kirk Cousins, they didn't even really even pass the ball. They didn't really have too much of a vertical passing attack, which has kind of been their, you know, the bedrock of their offense for the past couple weeks, and they were able to just run with ease with Cook. And if the Lions are able to stop the run, um, which I'm, I think they're better at doing than stopping the pass, I think that the Vikings can can tear you apart a little bit with their, with their two receivers. Um some capable tight ends and, you know, Dalvin Cook, Madison, what they've just got going on offense I think is really good. So um, if Stafford's healthy, uh, you know, I don't know, the you know, the Lions at four, maybe maybe tease them with Houston, get them to ten because I think they should be able to score. <laughs> I think they should be able to don't score on, on this defense. I don't – like they just – they should be able to do that. Um you're probably right, though. Klepp is probably smart to stay away and just not not touch them just because of the unpredictability that they have right now, but not thinking this is an opportune spot for them to get a win uh, and think that you know the Vikings just are a, kind of a better version of the Lions right now. The Bears traveling to Nashville. The reckoning is here. It is. It has come. The rapture has happened. Uh, George Hallis has come down from heaven. It's done in, in Chicago. I think it's, it's, I like the Titans, man. Bring it, bring it full circle. Um, the Bears offensive line going into this week is decimated. Jason Spriggs tested positive for COVID. Jermaine Effetti was a contract trace. I'm not sure about his status, but it's an already really, really lean line. That's just getting, I think, the only starter left from the beginning of the season right now is Cody Whitehair. Um, so I like the Titans in a, in a bounce back after, because um, they lost last week, right? I'm blanking. The Angles, yes. Um, I like them in a bounce back uh, against the Bears. The Titans' defense has been um, really, really awful this year. Um, they cut Vic Beasley this week. They cut Jonathan Joseph. But uh, if there's anyone to get right against, it's the Bears' offense. So, um, shout-out Darnell Mooney. Kid's a stud, just like I said he would be. But uh, I'm going to go with the Titans here. Bears' uh, losing streak goes to three. Yeah, I'm with you, Clive. I think the Titans will win this game. Um, the line does seem oddly large for you know a Bears team that has a really good defense. Six and a half seems like a lot of points, but I, I just wouldn't want to bet it because of their offense and because of – kind of what they've shown to be this season. Um, So I like the Titans in a bounce-back spot. Yeah, Klepp. I mean, Klepp and I were were on the airwaves last week, and the Titans minus 6.5 was my my favorite bet of the week against Cincinnati. Um, And I knew Cincinnati was going to be able to score in that game because, Klepp, like you mentioned, the Titans' defense has just been awful all year. Uh, and we got the same line against a Bears team that undoubtedly I think has a better defense than the Bengals, but Klepp, you said it. I think this is a great get-right spot against a Bears offense that 
just leaves a lot of meat on the bone, you know, and just, uh, just I'm not really scared of them being able to, to put up points. And I do think that Tennessee's offense is probably one of the better offenses in the league, and they really can score um, with relative ease. It kind of was, you know, I was very intently watching that, that Bengals game, and Tannehill threw a pick in the red zone, and then Goskowski missed a, a field goal. And those are 10 points that I think they you usually see them hang up on the board. Um, so they're back at home. And I think they're going to be able to to beat up on a Bears squad that, uh, you know, is, is clearly inferior to them. And, you know, I'll say it, this is the second tee spot with the Texans. you got two six-and-a-halfers. Bring them both down to the money line. AFC South teaser money line special with uh, the Texans and the Titans. Interesting. Um, let's get to the afternoon games. Raiders traveling to L.A. to play the Chargers. It's a pick uh, there's there's no line on this one, and Raiders coming off of a 16 to six windy brawl in in Cleveland. Uh, I like the Raiders in this one. I think it kind of comes down to coaching. Anthony Lynn can't seem to hold on to leads, even with the aggressive Justin Herbert. They you know get a lead in the second half last week uh, against the Broncos and just kind of sit on it and try and run out the clock. And I just I think. I just don't think the coaching in, in L.A. Is, has been you know, what it needs to be uh, for them to, to win games. And I like the Raiders here in a spot where they just pick up a win against a uh, team that, you know, like the Chargers, I said, with Herbert, have some you know, explosive ability on offense. But uh, I just like the Raiders all around. And uh, Carr has been playing really well. I think last week is somewhat of a, a toss-away just because of the weather conditions that were in Cleveland. But... Car on the offense have been playing really well. They've been starting to go downfield more uh, in recent weeks, and I'll pick the Raiders. Yeah, um, best bets number two, baby. Raiders, money line, minus zero, if you will. Um, yeah, this is a spot where I think you made a great point, Coach. It's going to come down to coach or Clep. It's going to come down to coaching. And um, this is a Chargers team that I think, you know, little bit snake bitten and doesn't really know how to close or finish games and the Raiders are coming off of a really 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 tough first half of the year schedule wise I mean they had their fair share of tough opponents and I, I would I think it's fair to say the Chargers are a bit of a relief from that especially coming off the Browns um, so I think the Raiders know they need to win these games that they should win and they got a little bit of a break in their schedule with the Chargers and Broncos before they have to play the Chiefs, and they know how important these divisional games are. Um, so I'm not expecting it to be a barn burner by any means, but I think the Raiders are going to win the game. Yeah, I mean, I literally was getting ready to, to make literally word for word the same argument that Klepp made. That I mean, and then Lee, you reiterated it too. Um, you know, I'm I'm probably not as confident as you guys in the Raiders just because I think that. You know, to play devil's advocate, if it does become kind of a shootout, I'd rather have Herbert and their offense than the Raiders' offense. And I think the Chargers' defense, while it hasn't been playing as well as if you know the talent, you know, it indicates on paper, I think their defense is better than the Raiders. Um, so I'm definitely going to be picking the Raiders. Probably will be staying away. And you know, I expect them to, you know, like you guys said, it comes down to coaching. And I'm sure this game is going to be relatively close—a one-possession game in the second half, late second half—and. I just would rather take Gruden's aggressiveness and that whole organization rather than Lynn, who, you know, like you guys pointed out, he seems to be a bit of a lame duck and really has issues, you know, closing the game out. So um, I'm, def I'm definitely excited for this game. I do think it's going to be, you know, a nice, like, 
nice entertaining high scoring AFC West uh, affair. So, but I, I'll side with the Raiders like you guys. Lee, I, I kind of want you to take the lead on this one with uh, the Dolphins and the Cardinals. It's a very interesting matchup of young quarterbacks who wear the number one. Uh, last week, Tua, not exactly the reason why the Dolphins beat the Rams, but uh, a win in his debut nonetheless, traveling out to, to zone. Yeah, well, I haven't think? spoken on the podcast since um, the Cardinals-Seahawks game um, two weeks ago now, or I guess it was last week, week and a half, if you will. Um yeah, I mean, I think this, it was interesting. We kind of, I was hot on the Cardinals before the season as a playoff team. Obviously super hot on them going into the Lions game. They lose to the Lions and the Panthers, back-to-back games, kind of looking amateurish in those losses. And then we start really kind of pumping the brakes hard on the Cardinals and talking about, oh, how, you know, we were a year early, this, that, and the other. Um, I don't think we were a year early anymore. I, I think this team will go as Kyler Murray goes. And if he's going to – he's not perfect. He's still young. He's still – you know, it takes him a while to get through his progression. He still misses some throws. But if he can play the way he did at home in primetime and outduel Russell Wilson straight up like we saw him do, um, then he's a superstar. And I'm not going to bet against that in any way. Um, they're coming off the bye, this Cardinals team. They are coming off the biggest win that that franchise has had in a, in a while. And I like them a lot in this spot. It's not in my best bets, but I would bet the Cardinals minus four and a half. I think the Miami Dolphins are a really good football team. I think, I think they have a really good defense, but I think they kind of just had a, you know, almost like a culture win this past weekend against the Rams where you're getting touchdowns on special teams. You're getting fumble recoveries on the one yard line and on the 20 yard line. You're, you're, it's like you're, you're setting everything up to succeed for your offense. So it's almost like Tua got his first start and his first win, but he didn't face any adversity whatsoever. Well, now you're going into the toaster and you're playing against the best up-and-coming quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to put pressure on your offense, whether no matter how good your defense is, especially if this year has taught us anything. It's that a good offense will beat good defense. And I think the Arizona Cardinals have a really good offense. I genuinely do, and I think that – Chase Edmonds is a really good running back, going to fill in for Kenyon Drake. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. And I don't think that – I mean, Vance Joseph and that defense have been really impressive since that loss to the Panthers to me. I mean, they, they look like a bottom five defense in the NFL against the Panthers. Now all of a sudden they're throwing together, you know, blitz packages and different schemes that, that Russell Wilson can't handle in overtime. So um, I don't want to get too high on the Cardinals, but I'm pretty confident that this is a game where the Cardinals are going to win and continue to kind of – keep their grasp on that playoff spot in, in the toughest division in football. And I'm looking for Tua to turn the ball over twice. Yeah, um, I'm going to be picking the Cardinals, I think, but um, I still am not sold on them yet. Um, you know, you look at the, obviously Lee pointed out, you get the Lions loss and the Car- and the Panthers losses, which were both both brutal. And the Cardinals have played the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks in succession to that. And those are three of the worst defenses in the NFL um, easily. And I really believe in this this Dolphins defensive unit. Um, and I think they have better coaching, too, to be honest. I, I really like what Brian Flores is cooking down there. Um, I think Lee pointed it out with Tua. I think that is really where this game is going to be decided. Um, I think the Rams have a pretty – I think the Rams have a better defense than the Cardinals um, slightly. I, I will give Vance Joseph credit. They have, you know, been impressive – uh, in recent memory, but with how you know sporadic Tua looked last week, 
But the Rams defense didn't even play bad. Not to interrupt you, but I'm just like the Rams defense had little to nothing to do with the fact that they yeah, lost know, that game. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm I, so much of it was just I'm like saying, Miami getting I think they got a fumble recovery on the 1, a fumble recovery on the 24, and a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. I'm saying so I'm saying about, that you know, I'm saying that he's playing a worse defense. Right there, I think that he's playing a worse defense this week in in Arizona. That's what I'm I'm I think that that, you know, and how much of you know, Tua's performance was it was it due to that? You know, to the Rams' defense or him not being um, especially ready? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I think the the Cardinals do have a higher floor, um, but this is a this is a huge game for them because I think this is the or the, you know probably the first defensive test that they've had since they played. You know, I mean, I don't know. I guess the Niners week one or Washington week two. Either way, I know that the Cardinals are going to be able to put up points because they're going to be able to put up points against pretty much any team in the league uh, because of Kyler Murray. But I still have questions about this offense's you know efficiency. And like you said, Lee, it kind of is on Kyler's shoulder. I, I completely agree. They're going to go as far as Kyler is going to take them. And I am a little bit concerned about what this Miami defense could do to Kyler um, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones might be the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Um, this, this defense is just really good, has a lot of talent and is really well coached. So, um, I, pr- I probably still will be picking the Cardinals, but I do think that this is a, this is a huge game for kind of the Car- Cardinals outlook going forward and how legit, uh, they are, because I do think that this is going to be a really nice test for them. No, nothing. Uh, not at much all. to talk about in this next take, game, Tommy. Take the Steelers right? minus thirteen and a half. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think the Steelers uh, deserve to be widely considered the best team in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, I think that's I think that's interesting. Um, that game last week was was awesome, and when their defense is playing like that and getting the turnovers that they got on Lamar, um, you know, it's hard it's hard to disagree with you. I still would go back to my reasoning for why um, – I don't know why I'm doing this, but I still kind of am, am doubting Big Ben in a shootout. I would have loved to seen, you know, I think probably Baltimore wins if they don't – if Pittsburgh doesn't get those those defensive turnovers, but that's a byproduct of, you know, that Pittsburgh's defense's potential and what they kind of bring to the table. Um, I'm surely, you know, I might be hesitant to go there with you, Clef, but I do think they're definitely probably a top three team in the NFL. Um, you know, top five, they're – it's hard to kind of go against what they've put on on tape so far. It's hard to go against them, but I don't see how anyone can watch the Chiefs week in and week out and not say they're the best team in the NFL. That's the yeah. only thing I would say. But I mean, in terms of like resume and like what they've put on tape to be like a complete football team, like the Steelers deserve credit. If we're talking like you know NCAA polls, Steelers are number one, baby. But uh, but yeah, I just think the Chiefs. I'm thinking about neutral field. I'd probably favor the Chiefs, you know, three points or something like yep. that. So, um, yeah, I do want to say that um, uh, the Steelers minus 13 and a half might actually be like a good bet in this game, I think. I would think it would be higher if, you know, mm-hmm. Cooper Rush is going to be playing quarterback for the Cowboys. I just have I have trouble seeing this game not get ugly, but I mean, it is a, it is a big number to bet in the NFL. So I'm probably going to stay away from it, but yeah, obviously I like the Steelers to win. Some, uh, some big news just broke for the apps boys. Uh, 
Trent Williams and Brandon Ayuk oh my listed gosh, as close serious? contacts out for tomorrow. Oh, man. And, and for the 49ers, I mean, that's probably why the number has I th- been I, I think that's huge to the outlook, to be honest. I mean, you're playing Hutton. <laughs> you're playing Hutton, Adam. <laughs> It's not. You, I know. You, you, can, just, you can just not replace I'm him. I mean, still, man, it's, it's fantasy. I told Hutton. It's fantasy, man. It's still I told, fantasy. He's got. He's got. Scotty I told Hutton. I said, Hutton, are you going to bring Dobbins up in this game against weekend? Clep? I think you. You've. Each team has a two-game lead on you. It's time for start to start going for people's necks. And he says he doesn't want to drop Will Disley. He says he's got too much talent on his roster to evaluate. So you know. I tried to uh, I tried to go behind your back, Clep, and see get a more competitive effort from Hudden, but he's 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 obviously not not yeah, interested in it. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Did you already play him? <laughs> yeah. Well, then shame on you. Let me let me get my yeah. let me get my licks in. Um, oh yeah. Right, we're all taking the the Steelers. Yeah, all taking the Steelers. No, heck of a no t- heck of a high over. school football player. I'm a rush guy. I'm a rush guy. <laughs> Cooper Rush, baby. Fire up. <laughs> Saints Bucks. The uh, my famous call from week one. Rematch. Give me the Bucks, baby. Come on now. Let's come full circle. Let's get this best win. Best bets number three. I'm sure you guys have noticed that I've left my best bets number three for this time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus five. I think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at home, they get their revenge for that week one loss to the Saints. Um, Got to give respect to the Saints for being a good football team for as long as they've been. But I, I will say, I think this is the worst Saints team we've seen since the uh, inception of the Back Judge podcast. I think this is a team that is ripe for the taking in that division. Um, and, you know, I think the Buccaneers are going to come ready to play on Sunday and end up winning that game by a touchdown or more. Yeah, um, I probably will pick the Bucks because I do think they've been playing better than the Saints, but... Even if this is the worst Saints team we've seen, this is still probably the fourth best team in the NFC. Um, and they're very well coached. They Alvin Kamara is playing at an incredibly high level right now. You're going to get Michael Thomas back for whatever that's worth. I mean, we haven't seen Michael Thomas really play you know, at all since, I guess, week one. Didn't he get hurt against the Bucs? Um, I think that's huge for them. Emmanuel Sanders comes back. Um, so there's no way I'd be touching Bucks minus five. And, and the Bucs, I mean... The Chicago game, the game against the Giants, they're not like a well-oiled machine yet, really. The defense is playing awesome, but on offense, they're still, they still are not. Hey, I mean, the return of Antonio Brown, I think, though. You know, his talent level is still there. I still think Antonio Brown is. The Giants played a great football game last yeah. night, man. Like, I know they're a bad team, but when a good NFL team, like, or when an NFL team plays a good football game. Yeah, you're, like, I you think you're kind of, I, I mean, know. like, I'm not that sure. surprised that it, like, and the score was also closer than well, the how game much, when a push comes how much to better, shot, honestly. Like, how Tampa much better Bay are the Saints and the Giants, game. though? Like, and how much more likely are the Saints going to have? I'm, I don't I don't use the transitive property as much as you do on, like, a week-to-week basis. Like, I, that's not the way I, I see well, it. Well, you're taking the Bucks. Like, I think the Saints are obviously better than the Giants, but I don't think that, like I think a lot of things went into went into that game being played the way that it was against the Giants and like you got to give a little bit of credit to the yeah, Giants sure, for a not... really good game. And I think the Buccaneers probably were overlooking them a little bit, maybe because this game was happening in prime yeah. time the next week. Maybe they were kind of in a, it's look a definite look ahead spot. So I I, I just I think know. five points that that is a lot of points. Um, 
I probably would. I would make the Bucks a three-point favorite. Um, I think this game is going to be a little bit tighter than than five. And you know, Drew Brees' arm, the the Saints' offense, I think is is capped. But I do think that the return of Michael Thomas is huge for them. And I still think relatively that this team. I do think the defense is worse uh, than it was last year. But I still think this team is you know gonna. Be, make the playoffs easily if, if they're you know don't win this division. Both them and the Bucks, these are two of the better teams in the NFC. I think I would I would put the Bucks, the Packers, and the Seahawks ahead of the Saints, but I don't think I would put anyone else uh, ahead of them. So I still think that the Saints are a top ten team in the NFL, and you know really have the potential to beat whomever they want um, within reason uh, from week to week. I would put the Rams and the Cardinals in. The Rams. Yeah, I would put the Rams and the Cardinals. I don't. I don't see why that's so astonishing. <laughs> but are there? Do, there, do the Rams have one more? I don't think the Saints lose to the, the Lions or the Panthers. Like I just, they, their floor is much higher than both of those teams. I think they don't. They don't like drop games. Uh, all right, we don't need to let the conversation drag on to more transitive <laughs> things. Um, Monday Night Football. I, I thought maybe Lee that minus seven Patriots was your other oh, no. best bet, but uh, uh, I think Gase looks like he's probably going to stay the head coach the rest of the year. Um, uh, Jets are just a dumpster fire. No other really uh, way to describe it. Uh, Mims has been playing a little bit, which is positive for the offense. I mean, they have guys like Becton, Quinn, and Williams in the trenches to build around, um, but it's going to be couple years i think before the jets you know can get competitive if if joe douglas you know does a good job there um this is a this is a rough monday nighter i the patriots i don't blame myself necessarily for i think i picked them to win the afc east i just you know kind of would rather see it happen before predicting it with with bill belichick and the patriots but this roster is just not very good cam newton uh, has been not very good late fumble last week to lose him the game uh it's just it's rough in New England. Bill Belichick also was on the radio, like, kind of making excuses and stuff, which was a little weird. I thought for him, uh, talking about how they like sold out for Super Bowls and stuff. I mean, I, I just thought that was a little odd. Um, so uh, I'll pick the Patriots minus seven. But I mean, these are these are two teams that are not very good. I just think the Jets are a whole lot. Yeah, worse. we were t- we were talking about the Patriots being a you know possibly a Super Bowl contender after that game um, in Seattle where they played the Seahawks really hard. And then they had the COVID situation with Cam Newton. They played the Chiefs. They played the Chiefs as tough as about as tough as you can play them with a backup quarterback. Um, and then, you know, they come out of that losing to the Broncos. And that's when you see the, the tides really start to turn. And, you know, they, they wind up losing again to the 49ers they get drubbed as their worst home loss in the past you know couple decades and then you fumble the game away against buffalo i mean things have gone from bad to worse in new england and it it kind of it sucks to watch honestly because um i i didn't want to see this happen i didn't want to like i i I liked how the cam newton experiment was kind of working and they were competing with a team like seattle and I thought, boy, I remember watching that Chiefs game and thinking, like, man, if Cam Newton's playing quarterback, maybe the Patriots win that game. But now we're just at a point where it really seems like everything is pushing in the direction of the Patriots just not finishing very strong and moving on from Cam Newton and trying to figure out who's going to be, who's going to quarterback the next era of Patriots football. 
Um, but at any rate, I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots minus seven. Yeah, I am too. I think this is a nice bounce back spot for them. Um, and Lee, I completely agree with you. Them against, you know, what, what the potential of their offense against Seattle with Cam running the ball and also him passing, you know, was really enticing and they looked like a fun team. Uh, to watch and you know the Belichick comments they do they do come off as a little insecure but I do think you know he's definitely trying to puff out his chest but I do think for all the talking heads that are saying that oh this you know this set you know solidifies Brady as better than Belichick and all that stuff I don't think Brady the team would be really that much different with Tom Brady I mean we really saw the Patriots take a nosedive around this time last year offensively after starting off 8-0 and or whatever it was um, mostly on the back of their defense uh, like Klepp, you said it, the, the the roster is not very good, especially on defense this year. And then offensively, they still have no receivers, especially with Edelman now out for an period, extended period of time. And you've got, you know, Demir Bird and, and you know, Nikhil Harry, who are not really moving the needle for you that much. And, um, you know, a pair of some average running backs and an okay protection unit. But this team is just, like you guys said, not, um, you know, they they really kind of peaked early and are, are not very good right now. So, But I still think that they're better than the Jets, and the Jets are keeping Gase around, I think, because he gives them the best chance to lose. I don't You want you don't want to see an interim, you know, Raheem Morris situation or whomever it is from last year where they go on a little bit of a tear because you get the, uh, the elephant out of the room. So uh, I definitely think this is a nice spot for the Patriots uh, to win and, and probably win big. All righty, fellas. Uh, by the way, Mooney, in. Beautiful. Um, just ra- rounding the wagons Let's here with my best it. bets. Uh, Baltimore Ravens yeah. minus two and a half in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil, the barn. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, pick them. Going to L.A. to play the Chargers. Going to their former home. Shouldn't be any weather issues there. And last but not least, uh, Sunday night primetime, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting a little bit of revenge on the New Orleans Saints, uh, minus five. I'll, uh, I'll co-sign the, uh, the Raiders and Bucks, but uh, I'll go with Houston minus six and a half instead right of Baltimore. Up and I'll, uh, I'm, I'm with Leo with Baltimore. Going to be making a, a large play on that. Probably the largest play of my career. I'm really excited, really anxious for that. Uh, that you're not, once that t- defense, Tommy, you're not – Concerned a little bit about another Lamar kind of dud, like Tommy. You're, you're, play of your I, career I love gonna, Baltimore, buddy. It's gonna but be, a, it's talking, gonna be with average Lamar against the Colts here. defense. <laughs> I'm really confident in the Ravens winning. I still think their defense without Humphrey. You're gonna is, money line the Ravens. I'm money lining the Ravens. Half, <laughs> minus. No, 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 no. I'm not messing around with points with a big number. unit play. I want there's an out outright winner. Um, and then I'm, I will be teasing the Texans and the Titans down to uh, money line too. AFC South, AFC South teaser. So um, the Ravens are winning, man. If I, if, if I have to come on next week, down a couple couple triple digits because of the Ravens losing a stinker against Indy, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. So going to need all the good juju I can get from you boys. All right, uh, I I can't give you much, buddy. I don't I don't know. The fact that you're like betting it makes me just not like it. I don't know, not that, not that like you're like a horrible handicapper. Yeah. But I just, it's just, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I like it, Tommy. I like it. I you're think the Colts are phony. The Colts are phony. The Colts are phony. <laughs> Philip Rivers is not good, and the Ravens' defense is 
at the very least, a top three, top five unit in the league. And I think they, they live off turnovers, and they're going to be getting some off Philip Rivers. I think the Colts will be in the playoffs, man. Yeah, they very well could, but I think that's a testament to how piss, piss poor the, the AFC is, to be honest. And they get an extra playoff spot. the AFC is that piss poor, man. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll I see. think they're better than the Browns, probably. I think that, you know, it's kind of like that next tier of the AFC, you know, Colts, Browns, you know, Raiders. Ra- Raiders, yeah. Yeah. Broncos, um, even potentially. Yeah, Broncos, Chargers. I think all of them are still potentially alive. Um, I think Chargers are out since they lost to Denver. That they got to play. They play them again, though, right? Yeah, but still, it's just like you're two and six. Yeah, no, right? you're, you're probably like right. But Denver, I don't, I don't buy Denver. I don't buy Denver. Um, am I, are we missing anyone in the AFC? I mean, I guess Miami. Bills? I you can throw Miami. My, yeah, well, the Bills. The Bills, the Bills are going to win the division. Win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Miami. I think you could throw Miami in there and Cleveland. But those, I think the Colts are probably the best bet out of out of all of those teams. Um, mm. So I think the Colts would probably make the playoffs in the regular year too. But that being said, I, I do think there's a there's a clear difference, and especially the fact that the Ravens lost at Pittsburgh. I think that's 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 huge. So, all right, boys, good epi. Sorry about the confusion early on. No worries. Q stay scheming.